What's up, guys? It's your girl, Bella Blessing, here with Wi-Fi, Coffee, and Ambition. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This segment is sponsored by the wonderful, 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 wonderful Gabe Calazzo Photography. Let me give you guys a quick story. So about two weeks ago, I decided that I wanted to do a photo shoot, and I didn't know who I was going to use, where I was going to go, who I was going to call, who I wanted to let into that intimacy of my life, Okay. So I'm doing all my research, and then I, I say, dang, we have someone right in the building where we shoot the show at. Why not support them like they support us? So I reached out to them. I did a consultation. They called me in, sat down, talked about what I wanted, what I expected, and it was great. Um, and they are, like, like I said, Gabe Calazzo Photography. They are located at 70 Spruce Street, Building 8, Suite 11 on the third floor. And it was just an amazing experience. So if you guys are looking for some photography to be done with whatever you want, weddings, banquets, graduations, birthdays, make sure you reach out to them because they were wonderful. And I would like to announce our guest host tonight, Quadir Klein. And he is joining us tonight, and he has his own online boutique. We'll get into that. And, of course, your very own Miss Vernie. Big up! I'm present. <laughs> I'm like as black American as they come. Like, what? What? Don't really know. I don't know. I know nothing about it. What's going on, guys? Nothing much, you know. Another week, another dollar, another, another day we dollar, woke up, another you know? day, another day to do something great. I know um, that's right. Yeah. What's going on? How'd your day go? Uh, my day was pretty good. Um, I don't know. I was a little under the weather. Um, I think I ate something bad yesterday, mm. so I was a little under the weather, but um, I made it into work okay. that 9 to 5 where you don't want to call your boss and tell her you're not coming in. And um, I went in, I enjoyed my day, and now I'm here. Oh, that's right. What about you? You excited to be here, Mr. Klein? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm, like, really excited, but, like, I'm a little nervous. Don't oh, be nervous. Don't be nervous. <laughs> no need, because you're doing big things. You have the new boutique. So I get this link from a friend in a group chat, and mm -hmm. I said, online boutique. Okay. But you know, you're so used to online boutiques that you're streaming through Instagram and they look all cheesy. The they all look it's like the same. yeah, they all look the same. They look like these stock images that they all stole from one another. And then you're like, Why would you be selling a product to have a private page? You already look a little sketchy. What's mm -hmm. going on? But I hit this link and it looked like something out of Zara. Hey. The quality <laughs> was on point. I said no. He needs to be on our show. So welcome, Mr. Klein. Thank you. How long has a, a boutique been live? Um, we like officially opened on Thursday. Okay. Um, but like, like we've like already like sold out of some stuff. Like we're doing like really well. And where are you from? Uh, New Jersey. Where? Uh, well, I live in Elmwood Park. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I work at Elmwood Park. Oh, where do you work? I work for Hair Club for Men. Uh, that's in Elmwood Park. Mm-hmm. Where? <laughs> It's like it's a it's a discreet office building oh, to see. protect our clients from you know a lot of people don't know okay. that they wear fake hair uh -huh. so we put the offices in regular office buildings instead of it looking like a hair salon. Well, I'm not discreet. Every week I have a different hairstyle, yeah, and I too, think girl. that our viewers should know <laughs> that this. But you, you you have some people that you know high end people. They're on TV, whether they're in the government or whatever have you, and some of them their wives don't know or their husbands don't know. Believe it or not, years on end they've been you know members of hair club, and I'll probably be there when Stop I'm. Stop it! No. <laughs> well, back to you, Mr. Klein. Fashion is it a passion for you? Uh, definitely. It's always been something that, like, I've been, like, really interested in. Like, even, like, as a kid, like, 
it was like something like my mom like kind of like got me into like even like back in the day like i used to wear like the three-piece g-unit sweatsuits with like oh, the headband really yeah. oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> how we have evolved <laughs> Because right now you're something out of GQ. I would never think that would come out of your mouth. Yeah. So are you working in, were you working in fashion prior to starting your own boutique? No, what happened was uh, I go to school for fashion merchandising and management right now. Um, I'm, it's like my sophomore year. And, you know, I was thinking, I worked at a car place. Uh, my mom's friend, he owns like a car dealership. So I was there for like two or three years. Uh, I was like making really good money, but I was like, I don't have any like fashion experience. Like when I graduate college, yeah. no one's going to hire me because I don't have fashion experience. So I went to this place. Uh, I'm not going to say the name. Of the okay. Place, okay. But I worked there for one day and it was supposed to be like this high end boutique and they had me cleaning and I was like cleaning in like Louboutins. So I was like, listen, I'm not. But you were cleaning in Louboutins or cleaning Louboutins? No, no. I was cleaning in Louboutins. Like I thought I'm going to like this high end boutique to yeah. work. So I mean, they have like a very high end clientele. So I thought I had to look good. Yeah. And I was like cleaning and I was like, if this is what like the retail experience <laughs> you guys want me to get, I'm not going to do it. Mm. So I was like, I might as well like do my own thing. Now, did any of that have anything to do with paying your dues at all, though? Like, you know, first day, like, let's just put yeah, them through the ropes, maybe? I was, no. Yeah. Oh, no, that was going to be that your, was that was in your job description. Yeah, the Clean lady, toilet. The <laughs> Clean <laughs> toilet. Grab sorry, but Lysol. What was the job description when you first went in? And uh, well, not sales associate, obviously. Yeah, it's like I mean, it's a small boutique. Uh, like all the housewives go there. Somebody must have called out that day. Yeah. Yeah. And but she said this is what we do every Saturday. Every Saturday we like clean. Oh, like, maybe it was a group effort type. It thing. was supposed to be. You wasn't with it though. No, I wasn't. Mm. Well, welcome. We are happy to have you. Thank you. Very, very happy to have you. And um, we're going to move right along to our Black Majesty moment. Hey, that's Who do me. you want to highlight, Miss Mo, today? We are going to highlight Mr. Kyrie Andrew Irving. Jersey native. Okay. West Orange. Okay. I. Okay. I. Hey. I. Hey. <laughs> but, um. <laughs> so, he was originally born in Australia. Okay. But he grew up in West Orange. Got it. Um, very down-to-earth guy. And at the end of the game, he stole it. Everybody thought it was going to be LeBron that was going to come through. But it was somebody else that, you know, stepped up and did their thing. Yeah, and in game six and seven, he really got aggressive. I was super happy that he, he stood out from the rest in games six and seven. Yeah. And it, part of me thinks he might have tapped into that that time when he saw Kalani on Instagram. You know what? With the party next door. That anger that I saw in his eyes. I said, like, you know I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to do this for you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is my revenge. Right. You should have me. was like, that was the energy that probably sent him over the edge. That and the will to win, of course. But, you know, part of me was just like. And you know what? I know it's crazy, but you know the show sometimes takes its own spin. But I want to tie that into yeah. why. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because. Go ahead. Well, this is your why. On, on, oh, I know. Okay, okay, I know. Okay. But you know what? Like we were saying earlier that. We all have our whys on why we do what we do. Mm -hmm. And that, and you know, what you're saying, <laughs> he probably saw that girl, thought about that. It could, he could have, he could have really been in his feelings like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to do my thing this yeah. game. We're going we gonna to bring it home because I'm going to show them that this is what it's about and that I can stand out and be that man. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, with that being said, like every week, my why changes. Actually, it, it might change every day. You know, things change in our lives and, you know, one minute we can be down and completely out and no one even knows. But the next day we can be up and like happy and excited. And we also might meet for me. I'm going to make a little personal for me. Even today, my why is because 
over the past few weeks, you know, I had family die. I had changes in my job that I don't necessarily like, you know. So I kind of shied away from a few things that I'm normally into. And can you I'm sorry. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we, we're with you. Okay, you with me. And um, I woke up and I just was like, you know what? I'm tired. Like, I'm tired of going to this nine to five. Like, actually, I don't even really work nine to five. It's like 10 to seven. So I'm tired of my 10 to 7. I love what I do there, but at the same time, it's like I want to get up and say, you know what, this is what I'm doing for the day, and I planned all this. And all the fun that I'm going to have today while I'm working is because I chose to do that, you know? It's normally about, oh, my family, and I want to be a good role model and this and that, but no, it's about me. It's about me now. Like, it's time for me to do what I need to do for me and not no man, not sister brother cousin it's about me just saying you know what bella gonna do her thing i know that's right so that's what it's about that's why I'm, that's my why for today i like it that's my why i for like today. it what's your why mr klein well i thought about it and like uh two weeks ago mm-hmm. uh, two weeks ago i saw beyonce in concert okay mm-hmm. and i was in like the front row like the only thing separating me from beyonce was the stage and it was a part like where she came over and she like like she sung directly to me and that just like changed my life it really did because it just made me think like being there and watching that concert it was like like at some point she was just like a regular girl you know exactly like she was a regular person just like you and i and like now she's like this like superstar and like i want to be on that level like i want to be like i don't want to be like a regular person Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. now i'm with you because i just started following serena williams on snapchat uh-oh. My obsession with her has grown. <laughs> okay, so I I never really paid any attention besides like she's doing big things. You know, she's obviously the number one in the world. So then I went to go see her play and I was like, oh my God, I'm in love. And her now play. I follow her on Snapchat. Yeah, I went to see her play at Madison Square Garden. Oh, okay. And now I follow her on Snapchat. And you follow them and you're like, while they're regular people, they're also the best at what they do out of 80 million people. How do you get there? What does that feel like? What are the pressures? But you want to be in that circle like who wants to be regular Mm -hmm. you know so i'm definitely with you on that and um man you just touched Mm. me with that story beyonce out here changing (laughs) lives (laughs) okay i'm thinking that's like like when um the 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 little clip that was on youtube when rihanna was singing and she kneeled down and Uh and gave the mic and let the dude sing and he blew it away and she was like like, yeah. oh my goodness, you can sing. And he, like, he blew whatever the lyrics was. He, it was only like five words, and he blew it away. And she was like, it probably changed his life. If yeah. you would have gave me the mic, I would have done the same thing. Music transforms people. <laughs> it does. You was going to blow? Yeah. You was going to get it popping. <laughs> <laughs> so big ups to Kyrie Irving. Big ups to um, Beyonce, Change Your Lives. Mm-hmm. And big ups to Klein NYC and both of you guys wise. And um, we have to have that driving force right. in life. We have to have the reason that we get up in the morning. We have to have the reason that we deal with the BS. We have to have the reason that when someone's yelling in your face at work, mm-hmm. that you remain silent yeah. and say, I want to keep this job. There's a reason for that. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Like, when I could knock them to the you floor. Got me for, yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's a reason that you say, you know, I'm going to take the high road. Right. And you got to keep that in mind at all times. Right. Yeah. Because Serena, I'm sure. Had a few times on her racket. You know, she didn't want to just hit the ball with it. So, <laughs> big ups to her. But um, moving right along, I was reading about something. And then I had an instance where it, per- like, it pertained to me. And I said, man, do you guys travel? 
I do. I Often do. you yeah. planes. Now, have you noticed lately when you get on the plane, there's you and all your people, mm-hmm. and there's the zigzag line when mm-hmm. you're checking the TSA, and then there's a group of people who That's skip just, the line. Whoop, mm-hmm. That's me. Who are they? Hey. You know who they are? Oh, I know. You have the TSA pre-check? I do. What, you, have, you do? <laughs> okay. So can you tell us about that experience? Well. What uh, happens when you go through there? Um, TSA pre-check is just like uh, you have to, like I had to like go to Newark. You have oh. to get like a full background check. You have to pay. You have to get like fingerprinted. You can't like be associated. Like you can't even like know anybody's name who could possibly be like a threat to the country or any kind of threat, period. So you have to have like, you have to be like a super clean person. Um, and basically, you just don't go through security. I mean, we go through security, but it's just like a metal detector. It's not like the thing that blows you. I don't have to take my shoes off. Uh, mm-hmm, it's just mm-hmm. a lot faster. But they don't have it in all states, right? Uh, not yet. Not yet, right? Not yet. I mean, where I travel, like, they've had it. Um, and then I know they have, like, the global entry thing. Mm-hmm. But that's different. I mean, I should have got that. But Yeah, so let me tell you guys the differences. Yeah. And this, I thought, would be so important for all of our viewers mm-hmm. to know because obviously we're savvy we're going to be doing business we're going to be traveling mm-hmm. who knows if Beyonce go goes to Australia we may have to go right. so you know not only do we need passports but we need global entry right so TSA like he said expedites the process right. you don't have to take shoes off none of that funky stuff This the annoying stuff you just breeze right through it's almost like VIP in a club it's like hey my man yeah, yeah. come, come on come over here over there. right <laughs> global entry takes that to another level for only 15 I'm sorry yeah, $15 more. So TSA pre-check costs dollars mm-hmm. and you're good for five years. Mm-hmm. Global entry, $100. Yeah. You're good for five years. And, of course, it works in all countries as opposed to TSA pre-check is not at every state. So if it's not there, you can still use a global entry for the right. TSA pre-check, and it kind of helps you for both. But they do say that if they don't have the TSA pre-check, that sometimes... How do, how do they say it? Sometimes the global doesn't work either. Like, sometimes you might have to wait. Oh, I read online that the global entry supersedes. So if they, even if they don't have that, if you have global entry, you're good. Okay. And also what, what I, like, realized, too, is, like, uh, I was in Dallas in February with my friend. And uh, I have it, but she didn't have it. Right. But because she traveled with me, she was able to come with me. And then I was like, maybe it's just, like, a coincidence. Yeah. And I just went to Dominican Republic, and it happened again. So I think if you, like, book together, maybe, like... Uh, See? That could be. Why didn't I know this prior to going to Milan? <laughs> right. It's the most annoying <laughs> process. I hate untying my shoes. I hate that whole... Taking off your belt. Hundreds of people in your... <laughs> I don't want to take my belt off. Right. <laughs> hundreds of people have walked on this floor, and then you're barefooted, right. and then, you know, it just sucks, but... Big ups. We just want to let all of our people know about these things because I didn't know. So I imagine there's some listeners out there who mm-hmm. did not know about global entry or TS pre-check, which is better. It just comes down to your preference. If you're more of an international traveler, you need to have global entry. I mean, you know. But if you're just a girl who likes to go across states, L.A., New York, and back, you got a yeah. boo here, a boo there. I'm not mad at you. You might <laughs> hey. want to get to him a little bit faster no, with saying. your TSA pre-check. Hey. You don't have to mess up your whole outfit or anything because, you know, you stay dressed off. the whole time, right? You got to take everything out. So that's pretty cool. Um, viewers of Orange is the New Black, am I the only one who's a fan? Oh, no. I'm not saying I'm not a fan, but, you know, I really haven't gotten into it. Ever? Or what season I've, are you I've on? I've watched it when it first came out. Okay. I love Orange is the New Black. Did you watch the new season? I did. I, I haven't had time to, like, watch completely. Uh, but I'm, like, halfway through, maybe. Got it. 
Your eyebrows are amazing. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I binge watched Orange is the New Black. And how on, do you feel? You watched well, the whole thing? Yeah, I think I have the season finale left. <laughs> but it, it, you get emotional. Um, I think that Jinji Cohan, who is the writer who also did Weeds. Do you guys watch Weeds when it was on HBO? No. Same writer. They have this brilliant mind where they can walk that fine line between things that are really, really sick and like effed up in life and give it comic relief. Okay. It's very interesting. But they get rid of all that comic relief this season. I mean, things yeah. happen. There's death. There's murder. There's, you know, Black Lives Matter themes. There's the prison industrial complex theme. There's the, um, the leniency of in- inmates based upon your race and class. So they, they input this one character this year who's a rich lady. Okay. And you know who I think they took her character from? Who's the lady on the Food Channel who puts a stick of butter in everything? Paula Dean. Paula Dean. I think they wrote this character around her because the lady also makes some kind of racist comments. So she's a southern woman. Okay. She's yeah. kind of racist and she's rich. And they put her in the jail and they show how... They treat rich people in jail differently. She has mm-hmm. separate quarters. She gets mm-hmm. special requests. They protect her. Mm-hmm. While, you know, other people, they won't even give tampons. They run out of tampons. And they're like, oh, well. I don't know. Go get them in commissary. She's like, but in commissary, they're $10, like, oh, for man. one. And it just goes to show, you know, that line between how they treat people. They have a theme about the dehumanization of the prisoners. Um, they just get real deep. And I probably shouldn't have watched it before this show because I cracked the tear. Had to do my makeup over. It was pretty bad. Really? It was pretty bad. All right, I definitely have to. It was pretty bad, okay, but it's important because it gets you. It really gets your mind wrapped around what's going on. And are you tearing up, Bernie? Nah, you tearing? Yeah, nah, I thought she was a nah, G. Nah, nah, I thought she was a G. You sometimes, tearing up? Sometimes. Ooh. Well, you know, I'm not gonna give it. A, I don't know who watched it, who didn't. So I'm not gonna do any yeah, spoilers. Don't tell me anything else. Okay. But some very a very important player leaves us okay and she's from you know this the crew of the sisters you okay. know you got don't uh, you know you know you got the afro okay. puffs you got pussy you got uh tasty it's, it's in that crew and she leaves us and it kind of you know at home i broke down a little bit because i felt like i knew her for five seasons like okay. she was my girl but Move so right it's along. It's something worth watching. It's worth watching. And people think it's just like, oh, females in prison. No, it talks about feminism. And, you know, can you really have a relationship with someone who has something over you? Mm, mm. So let's, let's take the whole prison thing out of it. Can you really have a successful relationship with a CEO and you are, you know, an intern? No, that's a leveraged relationship. Right. There's a power play you there. You do, I do. So, right, it's a power right. play. So can it ever really be a mutual kind of respectful mm. thing? You know, can a prisoner be dealing with a CO and it not be, it's like a sick mind game at the same time. You know, is there really love there or is it manipulation of his power? Right. Wow. wow. That's deep. That's deep. That's you serious. Know? And it happens all, it happens the, all the time. time. Can you really, I'm going to take it there. Right? Take it there. I'm going to take it there, take right? Take it there. There's whole websites about, you know, the girls who want to meet the ballers. Okay. Right? You are a... Okay, bottle hostesses are getting money nowadays, so I can't use it. They be getting They be getting a little bit of bread. You are, you know, a hostess at Applebee's. Okay. 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 You meet Drake. Okay. Right? He takes you around the world with him, you know, change your life, gets you a few trips, sends you some of those flowers in the box that last the whole year, you know, from mm-hmm. Venus et floor, you know? Mm-hmm. Send me some. Okay? I hey. want some too. Okay. But... At the end of the day, 
he's a powerful person. Mm-hmm. He's in a different class than you. Mm-hmm. Not to say the relationship can't work, but there's a lot of dynamics out there besides just the love. I love you. You love me. Right. Yeah. Because what I mean, you know, I don't know. That's just how I think sometimes. I mean, I don't know. I guess I think differently. Go ahead. Um, I think it's. I mean, I feel like most of the people that we see with celebrities, they like come from like, you know, they're like strippers or like they're just like, you know. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah, yeah. we're with you. <laughs> we're with you. But like, um, I don't know. Like, take it there. Take it there. I mean, I mean, I I don't know. Like me, like I'm just like very like. Like, my mom, like, you know, like, she, like, I know, like, my mom would, like, want me to, like, she wants me to be with someone of, like, the same, like. Caliber, same. Yeah, uh-huh. kind of, like, the same, like, social class. Mm-hmm. It comes from, like, a good family. But, I mean, I personally don't see anything wrong with, like, dating somebody, like. Higher than you. Or, or less. Or less. Okay, so yeah. you are dating, you know, the female who reorganizes the produce. At Stop and Shop. Let's just say you fall in love with her. <laughs> you know? Let's just say you fall in love with her. I'm just saying. Let's say you do. Right? And now you are CEO of... Uh, okay, let's not even put it there. Let's say you're, like, managing your own business okay. and a college student. You're uh-huh. getting a little bit of bread. It's not, you know, 500000 yet. Maybe it's, like, eighty, uh-huh. right? Because you just started the boutique. You got uh-huh. overhead, what have you. And you want to take a trip to... Um, I don't know, Tahiti, mm-hmm. right? Then you want to spend another week in um, Milan, right? Uh-huh. This trip is like six, 7,000 per person because you obviously love nice things. We're four star, we're this, we're that. Everything you do, she has to do, is double. And $80,000 in the United States, I ain't gonna front. I pissed on it a few years and like, where'd it go? I didn't have any savings at the end of it. I'm like, I'm a pretty modest liver, and I spent 80000 Like, I know for a fact I made it, and I don't know where it is. So do you think that can build some resentment? Like, all your bread is gone, and you feel like this person cannot add it all to your life. And it's always you. And it's always on you. I mean, you love her. She but gives you emotional support. You. It depends how much you love her. Because, I mean, like, from how I see things, I see, like, I'm, like, very, like, traditional. Like, I think, like, the male is, like, supposed to provide. Mm-hmm. So if you're, like, really in love with this girl and, like, you know, then it's okay. Okay. But personally, I wouldn't date, like, the girl from the produce department. Well, what if she has a beautiful spirit? <laughs> he said, you see I what I'm saying? the girl from the produce see department. what I'm saying? <laughs> but <laughs> why wouldn't you date the girl from the produce department? Only because, again, it's, like, it's, like, a... Uh, like even like my friend group, like, <laughs> it's, it's all like a social like social mm-hmm. like class kind of thing. Like you know, like they would be like you're dating somebody who works at a grocery store. Like you know, I just couldn't. Um, I mean, maybe like now while I'm young, but like, I mean. But do you see how it can work? So like the CEO, I mean the CEO at the jail is like dating one of the prisoners, but it's on the low. That's illegal. It's illegal, but it happens in real life. All the time. I mean in real life. All the time. And it happens on the show, right? So, but the girl is deeply in love with him. And then he forces her at one point past what she wants to do. And she's like, yo, you raped me. And he didn't see it like that. But he's a CEO and he's used to telling people what to do and you're going to give me this. So it's interesting when you have that power play, can you really be in love with the person because it's, a, it's power? It's, it's hard to explain. No, I'm so, with you. 
I'm very happy with the show. There are a million things going on. Your mind, use a million storylines. You never want to fall asleep on it. And um, I'm obviously gonna go home with a box of tissues and watch this finale, and then get ready for power. Mm. I've never seen that. Oh well, you got. To, I can't say mm. anymore. Then you must watch it. And I heard that it's doing so well that they changed it from Saturday nights to Sundays. I guess as more viewers can watch it on Sundays, but 50 Cent, shout out to him. He did That's a great good. job with that production. That's good. He did a great job of character development and just seeing the transition and the growth of the characters, especially the wife. Mm-hmm. So seeing as how I just got my gun license and she be whipping out her little pistol all the That's time. No I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. But you can't be whipping it out, though. I mean, she, when it's necessary. I mean, someone approached us. She put it in the back just to make sure she had it if she needed it. And I, I mean, she didn't have to use it, but the idea is us as the viewers knew she had it on her. Right. It's kind of a sexy thing, I think, females hey. and guns. But for those who are all about gun control, I get it. I get it, but I got mine. So um, <laughs> moving right along. Another thing going on in our greater United States. This touched my heart because my family's from the South, and I love good Southern food. And did you hear about... <laughs> Okay, first of all, do you guys believe in reverse racism? Do you think that black people can be racist? Absolutely. Yes. You do? Yes. I think Why? so. Why? Yes. <laughs> I think that, um, for one, it depends on your mindset. I think it depends on where you grew up at, where, you, where, you know, where, you, where your foundation is. I don't think that it's necessarily right, but I do know maybe one or two Black people that are racist. Yes. But why do you define racism then? Why do I define no, it? How do you define racism? Um, I just think anything that's negative to the opposite race because of something that has either happened to you or because of the group that they are and because of the history, like it gets it gets really deep. But I do know two particular old black men that are distant, 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 distant family of mine in North Carolina that do not like white people. They just don't like them just, you know, because of now the that's things. a preferential thing, though. If you define racism, racism has to do with the control of resources. OK, so all I'm saying is black people do not control the majority of resources in the United States. So if you're distant, distant, distant Uncle <laughs> Willie. Mm-hmm. Doesn't That's like the white lady who owns the bodega at the corner. But uh, let me finish. Let's just say he doesn't like her. Okay, I'm going to tell you why though. Can I just say that it doesn't affect anything? He just doesn't like her. It doesn't mean he won't like. If white people don't fuck with black people, people don't get jobs. Like you get what I'm saying? Like so we what, don't control so resources. It is, is yeah. because he owns a business down there. They right. they are actually brothers and right. they own a business and. The white people shit on them mm-hmm. down there. Mm-hmm. So they own like this little grill, you know, they sell burgers and hot dogs mm-hmm. and fries and whatever have you. And every th- every time they turn around, it's. Oh, not not necessarily. They don't put it out there like don't go there, but they'll do like a special knowing these men are older. So their their main thing is we want to get back to the community mm-hmm. type thing. So what they'll do is say they have burgers um, two for five. These white people, two blocks over, will say, hey, today we're having buy one, get one free. 
So now it's like you're controlling my business because now you know they're going to go there. They want to support me, but they're going to go there. They're going to find a reason to go there because they can save money. So now they have lost. They lost the business. They got it back. But do you see the racism in that? The white person has more resources so they can cut costs, take all the clients. That defines racism because they have control over the money. And I don't think your uncle's racist. I think he just said, you know, I see your game you're playing. Okay. And I'm not just, you know, going to mess with y'all like that. I don't know. The, it's it's so it gets so much deeper. Like the whole, even the family is kind of like we don't we don't really. Mess well, they with might just like be take it over it's, the board and be it's, angry. It's a, it's, well, that's it's a family a, thing. No, 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 not even as far as a family thing, but it's a community thing. Oh, because the, now you have like the people that pull up to their store can't do business with the people that's at this store because you're dealing with these people. Important that you said that. Let me bring up this story, okay? Mm-hmm. So you have the cookout. It's a franchise. Right. Now, I go. I used to go down south all the time on something. I never heard of the cookout. I you love been, the cookout. Can you explain girl. to me, us what the cookout is like? I heard it's like the In and Out Burger. It's like of the a. South. It's kind of like a, a Sonic, right? Uh-huh. But you don't pull up to the little stations that they have. But right. It's, it's, it's that feel. So when you pull up, you go. It's like these charcoal burgers and the fries is always so good. They put like the hot sign and all that stuff. So you pull up. You you know you tell them what you want, but the the food is just so amazing. It's it's you know how you is real hard on Wingstop. Like yo, mo, we gonna go to Wingstop. Mm-hmm. That's how everybody is for cookout. It's open late, so you come. Oh, it's home. like Shake Shack. It's always busy. Yes, nobody has anything negative to say about. It. They love right. it. Okay, it has a big following. Yes. Okay, Huge so it's like following. the Shake Shack of the South. All yes. right. So we have this place called Boycout Boy Cookout, Cookout, which is the Shake Shack of the South. Guys, mm-hmm. imagine this, right? It's on top of the world. Everyone goes there. It's a little bit of a scene slash burger place, and you have this woman. <laughs> Named Shannon Riggs. Mm-hmm. Herself and her daughter go to the Colonel Heights location in Virginia. They are donned. And a cousin. And a cousin. Mm-hmm. And they are donned in Trump apparel that says, Make America <laughs> Great Again. Great again. <laughs> now, question Do you know if Cookout is uh, black owned or run or anything? I'm not sure. Okay, so we don't know that. But we could Google that. We do not know that, but Google that. So the story says that someone inside goes, Hell no, I'm not serving them. <laughs> Because they're Trump supporters, right? So then they don't, they, they're like, I ain't messing with them. Imagine somebody's like, yeah. So they heckle them a little bit. They're laughing. They're snickering. In our normal, I mean, we've all done it before, you know. Even when somebody walks in looking crazy, you looking like, mm. right. So we've all done it before. So that happens. And then the family gets upset and decides not to eat at, um, at the place. On top of that, I think they got a whole social media thing going on. Let's boycott the cookout. Um, how do you guys feel about it? I personally, I can't say that I'm not that petty, you know. I would serve them. They might have heard me say something to a coworker, But, I mean, the woman made it seem like she was such a victim in life. A white lady, I can't believe the discrimination. It's so much. It's so funny when the when the when the coin is flipped. They they don't get it. It's like they don't understand discrimination, but you understand privilege. Hmm. You know, if you're privileged your whole life, you the one time you discriminate against, like the end of the you world. I act. will not have a cheeseburger from the cookout. <laughs> really? I've been to McDonald's where they clearly had to like write down for me that I would have to pay for an extra ketchup as if I couldn't afford it and I still shopped at the Mc- you know I still ate my burger but they judged me I said you know that's an extra 25 cents I did I ask you how much it costs can I get another you know what I'm saying sweet and sour sauce I mean so 
just curious like what if i had like a donald trump t-shirt on do you think he still would have said like hell no i'm not serving you i think i think it would have been worse i think i think they would have spoke to you at least have been like for real right like what you they might have jokingly been like is that your, is that like like whose t-shirt is that that can't be your t-shirt like i think they might have at least dialogued with you as opposed to judged you right off the bat yeah. But I would have looked at you like, who, why, who does that? He ain't black. I mean, he was probably got like, I would say like he might have like some white step parents or <laughs> he was adopted. Like in my mind, I'd be right. like, yeah, he's not. And he's, he's in the confused. South as well. Yeah, it's Virginia too. Virginia's where they lock us all up for little offenses. Um, think about it. I mean, I, I, just, I just don't think like we should like judge someone on their political views. But I think we all have like that. We all know that one black person, whether it's like a cousin or somebody. Yeah. Who's just gonna? <laughs> <laughs> they just act a fool and they don't care who it's to. I might be that one cousin. I think so. Because if you have a Trump yeah. T-shirt, no, because you know it tells me a lot about. I just don't. I don't think you can separate your political view because you're saying I. But that's not even just political. You're backing Trump. There are other Republicans to vote for, but you have a Trump T-shirt on. A man who has said, "Let's build a fence and throw Dominicans on the other side and Mexicans on the other side and black people." You know what I'm saying? Like that. Has I he actually said stuff about black people? Yes. Maybe not in this election, but if you go back in history, he was responsible for not wanting to rent to us back in the 80s. He didn't even want us in his buildings. So, yes. New York Times articles. I, I can pull those feel, up. He still feel like that. Yeah. And you see how he treated the young lady. They tossed her around like a rag doll in one of his, um, his rallies, and he was just, like, fine with it. Like, oh, well. A young lady went to just hear it because they were having a rally at her college, and she got pushed by one guy, and then she got pushed by a whole crowd. Just through a sea of people, like, t- um, tossed around like a rag doll for about eight minutes. Until somebody just escorted her out and made her leave. But he doesn't stop it. So I feel like if you're not against me or for me, then you're definitely against me. It's the same difference. And they are officially Caucasian. Who? The owners. The owners are Caucasian as it's well. A, it's a man and his son that own. Well, I'll bet you, I will bet you $500. The employee who said, hell no. Was black. No. Was a sister. <laughs> okay. Got, I've been to cookout before. Like, uh, like after the club in Atlanta. Yeah. Everybody Damn. is at cookout with the dope cars. They even, all posted up. It's like, it's like, it's like a, I mean, it's like it's a show like a, off. No, but it's like a black restaurant. Like everybody who's there is black. It's black. Everybody who works yeah. there is black. So even if the owners, and it's, white, young it's, people. Okay. <laughs> it's young people that work there. Like it's oh. a lot of young Southern. Damn. I, I've been missing something all my, all of my life. The first one opened in Greenville, North Carolina. Then that's then where I need to be the cookout. It's, it's, it's lit. Well, just so you know, I mean, that's it. You know, you guys think about it. Can reverse racism exist? I mean, I don't know. I don't think so. But I think they had every right to be like, look, I'm going to take this lunch break. You can serve her because I'm not, I'm not doing it. Right. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I, th- I'm a, I don't know. Like, I'm a little in. I, sometimes, I don't know. Mm. I mean, also, you got to think about it. You're working at the cookout. Chances are you working for about $7.99. Right. These are not a lot of young kids. These are not the most sophisticated employees either. You know what I'm saying? This is somebody who might have just. It's 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 a little it's a little unprofessional. (laughs) (laughs) A little unprofessional. You be like, can I get some extra cash? Like, but it's what's expected (laughs) from like a 50 50 year old first job. It's kind of what's expected. But anywho, they started a whole social media campaign boycott cookout. I don't think they'll be successful because all of their fans are good food are non-Trump 
followers so right. everyone's gonna continue to eat at the cookout right. but whatever it's really good, though. Yeah, this is getting good though but let's take a break we're gonna announce from our sponsor 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 some time sponsor because it's just so many that i mean I, you know i just have to choose okay and she's ready so one of my really good friends she is into overseas trading haven't seen her in a very long time but she came she visited whatever have you um she's very in high demand for her job so she's never really around her car so her car is always a mess nasty just get in go throw this back there throw this back is there, this a sub no oh okay, i'm sorry <laughs> Wait, wait, <laughs> sounds no, like me. No, no, like, no, like, really, like, she's, like, she just never takes her car to get clean. Like, you get um, your drink clean at the, at the dealer. Like, they do what I they do. do. I do. No, hers <laughs> is, like, she'll come home for two days. She'll, you know, drive her car around and get nasty, whatever, muddy, and then she'll put it in a garage, and then that's it. And then she's gone for, like, two weeks. She'll come back, and then she got, like, an old banana in the backseat of her car. That's disgusting. So, anywho, with and that being flag. said, with that being said, <laughs> She asked me, you know, where could she, she was up here visiting her family. She's not from here. She was visiting her family. And she asked me where she can get her car cleaned at. And, of course, I said, the neat and clean cleaning services. <laughs> and she went and she, you know, it was, she said that when she got her car, I felt like a brand new car. Okay. Like, the smell was good, new car scent, you know. And I was, I was happy for her. So, um, they are located. The information is um, on www.gyroscope.com gyrosupreme.weebly.com g-y-r-o gyroscope me weebly.com got it okay i love it <laughs> and back to our show yes. so now it's time to dig in so today in today's hot seat we have kadir klein for those who are just tuning in he is the founder of klein nyc online boutique that is really a cut above the rest they're doing a lot of things differently so we're going to dig in and see just pick his brain for a minute. So, Mr. Klein, mm -hmm. what makes Klein NYC stand out from other online boutiques? Because I am tired of scrolling through and seeing stock images thing. that I think are probably from, you know, China somewhere. And I get the clothes and I'm like, oh, this doesn't fit this, that and the third. So how do you guys stand apart from other online boutiques? Well, Actually, I'm based in New Jersey, but the reason it's Klein, I mean, I'm in like the New York City metropolitan area. Right. So the reason why it's Klein NYC is because when I was like selecting inventory, when I was like making the whole store, like I had like the New York City girl in mind because like I have friends from New York City and I feel like the New York City girls, like you never know like what you're going to get into. Like you might go somewhere for brunch and then you got to meet your sugar daddy for lunch oh. and then, <laughs> you know you got a black tie affair at night mm. like you always got so many different things to do so i have uh <laughs> everything from like he ain't never lied <laughs> really you cross that bridge you're like i plan you to never oh, know you, never know. I'm you sorry. really don't it's a whole other world i'm sorry you touched yes. us with Go that ahead. we Go have ahead. stories Go ahead. So, <laughs> I have, like, everything from, like, evening gowns, like, yes. mini dresses, like, swimsuits, if you're, like, at a day party. And everything is, like, affordable because, like, it's not cheap to, like, live in New York City. Uh, so I wanted everything to be affordable. I didn't want just, like, everything that every other boutique has. So I made sure when I was, like, selecting an inventory, I picked some things that are different. I do have some stock images on right now, but we uh, have a photo shoot planned for next Sunday. Okay. Uh, so we're working on that. Um, so, yeah. 
So you stand, but how do you stand above and beyond? How are you going to stand apart from those other online boutiques? I mean, like I said, like my inventory is like different. And okay. then like as far as like quality, like some of these boutiques, like you order something mm-hmm. and then you get it and it's like, it's not what I ordered. Okay. And then like you can't send this back. Right, 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 right. Now, are you a one man show? Yes. Okay. Uh, so if I call customer service, we get you. I'm going to speak to you? Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. So, Aww. uh... And actually, I mean, I thought it was weird. Like, it was for the New York City girl, but so many of my sales are coming from Atlanta. Mm. Like, I guess all the Atlanta girls want to be New York girls. Uh, Say that. Say that. (laughs) Say that. Say that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Now, question two. Uh What made you choose online boutique over the traditional brick and mortar um, plan for a store? Like, I... Like I said, I like I was working with my mom's friend. I like quit my job and I was like, I just like, what am I going to do now? So I was like, let me start with this. Um, and it was primarily for like financial reasons. Like I didn't want to like put out all this money and I wasn't sure how things were going to go. But like I said, I just opened on Thursday and like things are like already selling out. So if I keep up with this, then, you know, I'm going to open a store. So my plans now, um, we're going to do a launch party probably like the end of August or like the nice. first week of September. And we'll cover it. We have a we have definitely. a mobile studio okay. now. We can cover. Definitely. We can go to you and cover it. I would love to nice. have you guys. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> maybe in like six months to a year, uh, I'll like be like looking into opening like an actual store. Oh shucks. Yeah. Hey. Very excited. Positive for you. energy. I'm sending over to you right Co-cre- now. You guys, I'm actually, I don't know if you're watching, but I'm sending positive energy with my hands over to him. <laughs> yep. So everything goes well for you. I'm co-creating it. I'm at the opening of the show nice. right now. There's this really big scissor and we're nice. cutting the tape. Nice. And Beyonce showed up. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Oh, you know what yeah. I'm saying? I mean, yeah. She's okay. there. I see okay. it. Little blue ivy around her ankles. Like, mommy, pick me up real quick. <laughs> She's like, I want that dress I'm right with there. you. Are you there? I'm there. I'm, <laughs> I'm there. there. I'm sipping champagne. I'm at the event. Wow. Yeah. I'm a, I'm in the back. I'm supposed to be covering the thing, but I'm drinking. I'm <laughs> a little to Prosecco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she knows Prosecco. me so well. <laughs> yeah, girl. Prosecco. What? <laughs> but anywho. Um, startup cost. Did it break your back? Did you have any interesting stories? Did you have to sell your car to start your business? Anything? No, okay. Definitely, <laughs> definitely wasn't doing anything like that. Um, uh, I mean, like I have like, well, like, you know, working, like, you know, like I have you like saved. a lot of money saved. Uh, so it wasn't a lot, uh, just like, you know, obvious startup cost. But the thing like I like now I'm a part of like this, like organization, I guess you call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they like practice, it's well it's called drop shipping so what it does is it connects like retailers with like independent designers so they allow me to like carry their products inside of my store and they do everything as far as shipping and everything so i don't have to maintain like an inventory uh so i was like really like smart when i went in how'd you find them is that just googling or they you haven't know someone no i did like a lot of research so drop shipping is a method of starting a business without taking on the risk of having inventory, inventory in your home. And that's so you're really so your role is to just be the marketer. Yeah, that's it. It's just like my name. That's it. Basically. It's just and so you control the website. I control everything on the website. The content and the verbiage. Everything. And customer service. Everything. Ex- everything except for the product everything except for the product so you're a marketer i mean i'm even able to like set my own prices if i want but you know like i keep everything like the suggested retail price and then uh like you know the 
like we just like split the percentage of sales like i split it directly with the designer i love that um so yeah i mean i think it's really good for like anybody who like wants to start a business I do mean, you have i'm sorry do you have investors or no you don't need them right yeah i don't need them i mean need total them. cost probably for like website you know you have to buy like a yeah. domain name and all that stuff i mean you could definitely like start your own business for like around a thousand dollars fifteen hundred dollars see what i'm talking about america if you are broke <laughs> no, i swear and i don't mean to come off harsh <laughs> but if you have a woe is me story in 2016 i don't blame the white man i don't blame the school system I do not blame the coworker at work who just has it out for you. I do not blame your childhood. I do not blame, you know, you getting teased or bullied. It is you. Because we have never had so much access to information. We have never had this before. Information, period. Building a website, getting access to certain technology used to be proprietary. If you weren't certified in Microsoft and this, that, you couldn't get it. Now, coding is free. I can go on any website. Click the top right button, press view, see all your coding, steal it if I want to. I mean, Google anything I want. It's no reason for you to not have knowledge in this world. There's no reason for you to not be making moves. All you need is Wi-Fi, coffee, and ambition. No lie. Hey, literally. literally. You just spoke to me. I say, you know what? I need to do a little bit more than this podcast. Let me go home and do some research. A thousand, and then. <sighs> I mean, mo- the only, like, uh, hmm. most of, like, your, like, startup costs, I mean, for me at least. That's a blessing. Just, like, getting inventory yeah. to like shoot and like prom- promotional right. shoots and stuff which is normal yeah it's normal by the way you looked awesome on the website you could be a model in yourself oh thanks yeah did you see him i didn't stunting on uh and then He's also i mean i knew i was coming here today and i was like really excited so i actually named a dress after you no you didn't you have oh. your own dress the Vern dress oh how sweet you know thank you <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> thank you and it's just like a simple bandage dress like i know like I figured, you know. <laughs> oh, she's going to start crying, guys. Oh, this is, okay. that's, <laughs> thank you, Quad. That means a lot to me. I thank you for that. Uh-oh. I'm going to stay Let strong. Roll. Let him go. To the next Take another I'm shot. not. Take I'm not. Shot. I'm not. So, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to yeah, give, give you a, a second. Give me a um, that was so you're in, You said you're in school right now. Yeah. So, what you're studying, do you feel like that's helping you with your business right now? or? I'm um, definitely, like, uh, I study fashion marketing and management, and then I have a minor in international business. Okay. So I definitely like learned a lot about the fashion industry, uh, like being in school. So I think it's definitely helped. Okay. Now, le- so do you have a nine to five? No. No. You s- okay? Yeah. I'm sorry. You did say you quit your job. So. And that wasn't even a nine to five. It was like my mom's friend, so it was like kind of like whenever I wanted to work. You I just work. work. Yeah. So you're just that entrepreneur. Like, it's just in your blood. I love that. You have to just, you just got to grind and make life work for you. Yeah. So how does that affect your personal life? Um, I kind of figured you guys would ask. <laughs> wow. You're so nosy. We are, though. I mean, you know. I love it. Wow. Well, uh, it's definitely had, turn. like, uh, an effect. Um, for example, um, I met this girl in Atlanta Okay. and she's like, there's like a fly, sorry. Uh, I met this girl in Atlanta (laughs) and, uh, you know, she comes from like a really good family, you know, her dad's like the district attorney. So she's like, I mean, I'm like 19, but like, I think like, I think ahead, like I'm going to be 20 and it's like, okay, I got to be mad, but like 26. Okay. See, 
gentlemen. Wait, you said you want to be married by twenty six. Learn from Mr. Klein. Maybe like somewhere okay. around there. I like it. Um, or like at least engaged. So like, I mean, I really liked her, but like with like work and like school, like I was going to Atlanta probably like once well like every other weekend and it was just very not only like time consuming but it was like really expensive mm-hmm. i'm spending like fifteen hundred dollars every weekend in atlanta so she she was from atlanta yeah she's in atlanta okay. still uh, so that's a whole nother question that's the that, whoa so long distance relationships when you're trying to be an entrepreneur does it work or does it not work um unless you're like a ceo and you have like a private jet and you could just you know, make your own schedule completely. I mean, my big thing is, like, school. Like, I can't really miss school, right. you know? I mean, now that I have, like, my own business, I could work from anywhere. Uh, but Still got to show up in class. Did she show... Did she come here? Um, mm. See, that's that grocery store. No, nothing personal, because I don't know who you are, young lady, but that's... And that's what we mean, like, the same caliber. Like, was she able to do what you were able to do? I mean, she was, but... The only bad thing is, like, she was kind of, like, in the same situation. Like, she was in school. Okay. And she goes to school there. So, it was just, like, different. So, I was, like, trying to make it work. Uh, but here, like, now, like, I mean, we're still friends. Mm-hmm. Um, Good. And if I ever decide to move to Atlanta one day, we could revisit that topic. Hey. But, like, now, like, I'm just, like, um, I'm just, like, dating, I guess. I mean, like, I'm young. So, like, I kind of like to, like. Like, a lot of, like, kids my age are, like, one, are they getting pregnant? And that just scares yeah, me. Yeah, a lot of baby showers, right? Yeah. And you're, like, no weddings, all baby showers. Yeah, like, people like- are, like, pregnant at, like, graduations and proms Lord. and stuff. Definitely not me. But, like, uh, I think, like, you're young. Like, now is, like, the time to date, to decide, like, what it is that you want to be with, like, for the rest of your life. So, like, now I'm just, like, dating. Like, whatever happens, happens, you know? I just want to touch on something because when you said – a lot of people at graduation were having babies. It's so crazy how society has changed over the years. You see a 30-year-old woman, you like, you having a baby at 30? You old. Before, that was when you were supposed to be, ha- you know, 29, 30, 31, mm. 32. Now, it's like the stigma is you got to be 24, 25, 26, even younger, having a baby. But now, if you having a baby, my family tell me, was like, you need to hurry up and have a baby. Um, yeah, no, not there yet. But why is it that when they look at the 30 year old woman that is just now, you know, ready to have a child or in a family, that's a problem. It's it's too late. Mm. It's too late. It's like you should have already your baby should already be like four or five years old. That's a little twisted to me. I mean, I don't want to have kids now or within maybe like 20 i think 29 30 is good right. i think you should at least no offense i didn't say that i did not say to thought it up i think you should at least like be like <laughs> married or like considering marriage uh when you're like 30 years old yeah um, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how old you guys are. <sighs> I didn't make the cut. I, yeah, not but, yet. But it's okay. I mean, Someone it's, did it's, not see the sparkle in my eye yet. <laughs> Someone just missed that whole gym. The, the <laughs> diamond is sitting right there. Someone didn't see diamonds, it. I don't know. Diamonds, it's a lot of guys. It's a lot of blind folks walking around here, right? A lot of blind gentlemen. It's okay. You know, <laughs> you know maybe. You it's know. all right because I got a dress named after me, girl. Hey. Hey. <laughs> but listen. I heard mm. that you wear several hats. Right now, you have a little dad's hat. 
But I heard there's a reality show hat there is. that you are uh, working on. Can you, can, what can you tell us? What can you not? Because I know before things are released, you can't really disclose everything. But what can you tell us? Because I um, love to be the first person to tell someone something. Hey. Uh, well, this is the first time I'm like talking about it. Okay. Uh, but um, what can I tell you? Well, the show is called When I Grow Up. And it's about like young people um, basically like growing up. I mean, like, you know, making, like, life decisions. Uh, everyone's trying to establish themselves as a brand. Um, I know it's me. Uh, it's another girl. She's, like, a bottle girl. It's funny that you Jersey or, or New York? She's from New York, but okay. she, she's a bottle girl in New York City. Okay. Uh, she's, like, my age. She's young. Uh, there's another girl. Her name's Kira. She's, like, undergoing, like, a sex change. Transgender? Like, uh, yeah. It's, like, um, it's definitely a lot of different, like, it's, it's like, five or six of us. Um, How often do you guys meet up? Have you started filming? Uh, no. Okay. So you just know these are the these are the players. Th- these are these are the people who signed on. Um, and there's another girl, Brittany. She's like a singer and a songwriter and all that stuff. But we're actually gonna be filming at the launch party. Uh, that's gonna be like. Um, well, we're filming prior to that. Yeah. But that's like the first like event that we're filming at. Lord. So you guys oh definitely have goodness. to be there. Question now, because I love you already. <laughs> I love you. I'm protective yeah, of you, you already. Right, your spirit right. is good. Do you have control over your storylines? Do you have? Have y'all discussed that? Do you know how you want to play it as a businessman, as a student? Um, well, Are they going to try to pull you into drama? How does this work? This reality world. Huh? Well, first. Uh, the girl who's filming it, she, like, went to, like, the New York Film Academy. Okay. Uh, it's, like, a team of people, actually. It's, like, probably, like, ten people. Um, and they had the idea for the show. And, uh, you know, I know her. I mean, she's, like, a friend of mine. And uh, we kind of, like, put our heads together. So I'm kind of, like, one of the main players in the show. So okay. I kind of nice. can, can definitely control my storyline. Okay. Uh, everybody else they have some control over their storyline, but ultimately, I mean, it is reality TV. So, I mean, it's real, but anything can happen. We might have to, you know, who's going to bring the drama. So I I have a question. Um, Uh do you think that this reality TV show will benefit your company or it might pull you away from it a little bit? Um, no, I think it'll definitely benefit my company only because I feel like now everybody on reality TV, like even if you make a cameo, all of a sudden yeah. it's just like this platform. Yeah, you got lip gloss line, yeah. eyelashes. <laughs> what makes you think? And he just like walked back in the background. <laughs> so, I mean, I definitely think it'll help. Uh, yeah. I'm super excited. It's funny you mentioned transgender, though, because I was talking because I fashion in general i love the industry because the few jobs that i did have for one i worked uh back in the day like Saks fifth avenue in the mm. shoe department but if anybody knows new york city Saks, it's a whole block it takes up oh yeah and then it's 10 floors of a whole block they have like a door so <laughs> every floor they is adore a, you no they have like an oh adorment every floor is like a different neighborhood if i don't feel like dealing with the fifth floor denim guys well, let, let me go check out the, the yeah, let me go check out the shoe floor the shoe guys on 10 like it's so much fun i used to get lost my manager had no idea where i was and it didn't matter because i bought in no sales right because right. you can literally if he walks in and he loves me i can shop with him through the whole store and get the commissions for everything he buys from oh, yeah. shoes to if we can go sit at a restaurant it's just like a whole neighborhood but one thing I realize is that fashion industry is maybe one of the few industries that's just welcoming of everybody. Gay, straight, transgender, whatever. Like, I'll never forget. I'm going to disclose something. I learned how to give head 
from a gay guy in the shoe department in the back. And like, but we were stacking shoes. Drink and your drink, no baby. lie. Drink your drink, baby. No lie. There was a crew of six chicks, and he had us sitting down. We were like, like just listening to him. He said, "Ladies, if he grabs your ears, you stop him because you're in control." He taught us everything. His name was. He was no, so no, no. He's. I'm not gonna say his last name, but um, I'll never forget. He was the prettiest guy I've ever seen. Looked like he bathed in milk. His cheeks were very rosy. He was young. That's what always, you look like. He, you look so polished. But, but he dated okay. like older men in the city, and he used to just school us like sugar daddies. You you have control <laughs> over hey. your. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> don't let it be something that they force you to do. Blah 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 blah. And he just made me want to embrace it. He didn't yeah, make don't it touch something. Me. But he didn't make it something that to be afraid of. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, this is so cool. And I did grow up in a very. Um, I mean, I feel like I didn't really know a gay person until college. Not that I ever thought anything about gay or straight. I just didn't know anybody. Mm-hmm. And then sex just opened up the world to me. And you go in the cafeteria and I realize that for them to be discriminated against in the way that they are, they're still the most welcoming. That's the most they safe are. space. That's what hurt me about the whole shooting in Orlando. A gay club may be the most safe space for anyone. Mm-hmm. A straight club, you have the ice grills, the VIP, the this, the that. A gay club right. is just love. People are dancing, they're minding their business, they're doing what they're doing. He's in his face, I'm in her face. Nobody's worried about what the next man is doing. It's all love and it's just fun. So how do you feel? Like I was watching Love and Hip Hop this week and um, there's a transgender, uh, her name is D something. I know who you're talking about. I can't think of and one of her D Smith. D Smith. Her yes. biggest gripe was that whether you... Of whether you agree with transgender decisions or whatever the case may be, if you have a platform to speak about it, to just create a space where there's knowledge and understanding, especially within hip hop, where not for nothing, we steal from gay culture all the time. Mm-hmm. Little things, mm-hmm. how they speak, mm-hmm. how they do things. We we steal um, Felicia, all that, all that stuff. They started that. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff they started. And it's funny to me because it transcends into hip-hop and then they ostracize them. Right. And then and then a lot of times they use the things that, that right. comes from that community. Right. Don't even know. Right. They use it. Don't even know they're don't using it. Don't even know where it's and coming from. Don't even have. Right. Exactly. Don't even know. So they're ignorant. Right. They're using it. Then on top of that, you're ostracizing the same people that you just stole from. Right. So do you have opinions about uh, any of this? Do you think that someone who doesn't necessarily, do you think they should have to speak on something that they just may not even care at all about or do you have an working in fashion i mean well first of all for me like working in fashion it's a lot of like gay people in Mm -hmm. my industry Mm -hmm. so i mean at the end of the day i mean i've just like i've always like been raised to think like everybody like everyone's a person you Mm -hmm. know and as long as they respect me i'm gonna respect them you know but i think that's what it is because like in like the rap world it's not like it's not a lot of gay well and then you get like Mr. C and everyone's surprised. Like, no, it's because this is really happening out here. Let's just talk about it. Don't yeah. ostracize it's people. It's not like a lot of gay people in like the rap industry. As Openly. A, yeah, at least now. Uh, so it's something like that's like still new. So like I saw, like I watch Love and Hip Hop mm-hmm. Atlanta. Uh, you agree saw, with her? No, uh, that they should use their platform? I think he should speak on, like he said that he was okay with that. I don't think like, you know, you should force it down anybody's throat. I mean, I don't think you should force anything down anybody's mm-hmm. throat. But, I mean, if you're okay with it, it's nothing wrong with being okay with, like, having a gay friend. I mean, my best friend's a lesbian. Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. I really don't see anything wrong with it. Yeah. I don't see I don't see anything wrong with it, but I'm wondering if a person... How do you feel, Bella? If, if I just really have no... 
if I'm apathetic about the transgender issue, but I do have a platform. I have books out there. I have a website. I have a top-selling song on Billboard. Should I make it my a point to at least bring up the topic if it's something that I'm apathetic about? Or should I just be quiet? Or should I not speak at all? You know what I mean? Because in this instance, there was this guy named Scrappy, and he was saying his opinion. He was saying, look, you know, I'm not with it. This, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to see baby pictures if, you know, if I'm a mess with you, I want to see baby pictures because mm-hmm. there's so much going on right now. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I think I think once again, I think it depends on where you're from. Like you got a lot of people in Atlanta where it's it's more so there. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people that are there. For instance, Scrappy. <laughs> Shout out to you. Um, What's his mother's name? The mama queen, my mom, she's funny. Oh, she, <laughs> her. Um, I, I do feel like you know everything could be addressed. I do believe that sometimes if you don't know where you stand, you sh- just shouldn't say anything at exactly. all. Exactly. Okay. Um, but at the same time, if you know you have a voice and you can get through to people. It's all about respecting a person for what they believe in. Right. You don't have to like the person. You don't have to respect the person. Well, no. You do, do, Okay, hold on. Let me take that back. You don't have to like the person, but you got to show that person respect for who they are and what they believe in. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you want them to give you the same respect. Okay. If you don't like someone or you don't like what's going on with their community or whatever have you, I, I, I do think that you should personally just not say anything. Okay. Um, if it's if it's uh, a situation where you can help people, yes, you need to take yourself and put yourself to the side and be the good person and speak about it and let people know what's going on in the world because everybody deserves to be loved, everybody deserves respect, and if you have that voice where you know people are gonna listen to you, sometimes you gotta take the self out of you and do what's best for the community. So I like that. I, I I do think that everyone should speak on everything because we're all going through this. We're all live in america we're all facing the same problems and if you know that one child can listen to you and you can save one life mm-hmm. then absolutely you should be speaking on it and that is wi-fi coffee and ambition for tonight i want to once again thank mr quadir for being here and blessing us with his wonderful presence thank you guys for having me beautiful vernie over here um you guys make sure you stay tuned to us next week wednesday 9 p.m tell them to subscribe we need subscribers on soundcloud there you go and we need subscribers on youtube there you go i get these numbers up uh you have an announcement for us oh no i just wanted to say tell us you know, for everyone who like wanted to know where they could find the store. Tell yes, them, tell I'm them. So we want sorry, to shout baby. out the I'm store. So sorry. Where can they find you and where can they find the store? Uh, well, the website for the store is Klein, C-L-I-N-E-N-Y-C.com. Uh, we're also on Instagram at Klein.NYC. I'm on Instagram at Quadashian. Uh, and the store is also on Instagram at Klein underscore NYC. Okay, and we will definitely be following up with his information where you can find him to get some creative looks. So make sure you stay tuned and follow us once again at Wi-Fi Coffee Ambition on IG. And if the promise is clear, the price is the what? The price is right. The price is easy. Sorry, y'all. Cut it, cut it. Cut it, We cut love it, you guys. Peace out. Oh, man, you know. Are we good, Chuck?